Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, sir. Uh, a lot of things to talk about in the news. Lots of things. Uh, of course, we have some Tucker Carlson stories. But I mm -hmm. wanted to start uh, with an interesting piece. Did you see this yesterday in the news? Sergeant Tyler Vargas Andrews. He's a U.S. Marine Corps sniper who served uh, in right. Afghanistan during the surrender of the Taliban forces, and he testified before Congress on Wednesday. The poor guy lost his right arm and his left mm -hmm. leg. Uh, mm -hmm. What the guy's a hero. I mean, the guy's you know he well he had a shot. He had a shot. Absolutely, he asked for permission to shoot the suicide bomber. Uh, the the bomber that killed the thirteen service men members and uh, over a hundred and seventy civilians. Did you realize a hundred and seventy civilians died during that bombing too? Yeah, and and who said no? Well, he he asked up his chain, and the chain I guess was supposed to go all the way up. It probably went to Washington. It might it have gone to, to Biden. Milling. Well, if it went to Biden, uh, that's treason, and he didn't get a response back. Nothing. See, I heard it went to Biden, and Biden said no. Well, I have the... Now, that could be wrong, but that's, you know... I have the testimony here of uh, Sergeant Tyler uh, Vargas Andrews, and uh, listen carefully. He's, he's a little nervous. He's speaking in front of Congress. He speaks at a bit of a clip, but mm -hmm. uh, his story is worth... Uh, listening to an improvised explosive device ied probe took place down the canal running along the perimeter of Ishkaya. this was isis or the taliban performing an ied test run we reported this to our chain of command days later we received word to be on the lookout for two vehicle borne ieds described as a gold or white corolla and a green mazda convertible around 2 a.m on august 26th intel guys confirmed the suicide bomber in the vicinity of and nearing abbey gate described as clean shaven brown dressed black vest and traveling with an older companion i asked the intel guys why he wasn't apprehended sooner since we had a full description. I was told the asset could not be compromised. Throughout the entirety of the day on August 26, 2021, we disseminated the suicide bomber information to ground forces at Abbey Gate. He was spotted somewhere from noon to 1 p.m. by myself, then Sergeant Charles Schilling and another. The anomaly in the crowd who was clean shaven and fit the description exactly traveling with an older gentleman. The individual was consistently and nervously looking up at our position through the crowd. The older of the two wore a black silky hijab that was covering his face most of the time. They both had obvious mannerisms that go along with who we believed him to be. They handed out small cards to the crowd periodically, and the older man sat calmly and seemingly coached the bomber. Over the communication network we passed that there was a potential threat and an ID attack imminent. This was as serious as it could get. I requested engagement authority while my team leader was ready on the M110 semi-automatic sniper system. The response, leadership did not have the engagement authority for us. Do not engage. I requested for the battalion commander, Lieutenant Colonel Brad Whited, to come to the tower to see what we did. While we waited for him, psychological operations individuals came to our tower immediately and confirmed the suspect met the suicide bomber description. He eventually arrived and we showed him our evidence, the photos we had of the two men. We reassured him of the ease of fire on the suicide bomber. Pointedly, we asked him for engagement authority and permission. We asked him if we could shoot. Our battalion commander said, and I quote, I don't know, end quote. Myself and my team leader asked very harshly, well, who does? Because this is your responsibility, sir. He again replied, he did not know, but would find out. We received no update and never got our answer. Eventually, the individual disappeared. To this day, we believe he was a suicide bomber. We made everyone on the ground aware. Operations had briefly halted, but then started again. Plain and simple, we were ignored. Our expertise was disregarded. No one was held accountable for our safety. About 1730, Staff Sergeant Darren Hoover, friend and mentor.
came to get me from the tower to go help find an Afghan interpreter in the crowd. We found the interpreter and his brother born with American passports. They told us five, told us of five family members still in the canal. I stayed there waiting for the family members standing against a two foot canal wall. 10 minutes passed. <clears throat> then a flash <clears throat> and a massive wave of pressure I'm thrown 12 feet onto the ground, but instantly knew what had happened. I opened my eyes to Marines dead or unconscious lying around me. Drews immediately vanished in front of me, and my body was catastrophically wounded with 100 to 150 ball bearings now in it. <clears throat> Almost immediately, we started taking fire from the neighborhood, and I saw how injured I was with my right arm completely shredded and unusable. I saw my lower abdomen soaked in blood. My body was overwhelmed from the trauma of the blast. My abdomen had been ripped open. Every inch of my exposed body, except for my face, to ball bearings and shrapnel. <clears throat> I tried to get up, but could not. Laying there for a few minutes, I started to lose consciousness. When I heard Chaz, my team leader, screaming my name as he ran to me. His voice? When he got to me, he dragged me to safety and immediately started triaging me, tying tourniquets on my limbs and doing anything he could to stop the bleeding and start plugging wounds with the help of the other Marines. I was awake through most of it, screaming, moaning, and cursing. Please ask, uh, <clears throat> I ask you to please ask me about getting shot at the tower in Abbey Gate and how no one wanted my report post-blast. Even NCIS and the FBI failed to interview me, asked me to elaborate on my ordeal post-blast, and asked me about this one little girl and her family that I reunited. Our military members and veterans deserve our best because that is what we give to America. The withdrawal, <clears throat> the withdrawal was a catastrophe in my opinion, and there was an inexcusable lack of accountability and negligence. The 11 Marines, one sailor, <clears throat> and one soldier that were murdered that day have not been answered for. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Okay, elections have consequences, they say. Well, that was one of the consequences of this past presidential election. Mm-hmm. Uh, that poor guy. You know, they call it the uh, the Biden effect. And now, as Paul Harvey would say, the rest of that story. Uh, The Biden regime shut off the electricity and slipped away in the night without notifying the base's Afghan commander who discovered the American secret departure more than two hours after they left. These guys, this guy, were abandoned by Millie and Joe in the wee hours of the night without a word. We left them there to die. I mean, the guy had... The bomber in his sights. The guy knew it. He asked for permission to shoot. He turned to, he called into his superior officer and said, I got him. Do I have permission? The guy said, I can't give it to you. Let me check. And he never got back to him. He, uh, I mean, um, because we that's were turning treason. out the lights and sneaking out the back door. That's treason. All those people, 170 mm-hmm. civilians who, by the way, they were people too. They were people too. I mean, we talk about the 13 poor service people who died. This is a, a kid, by the way, who he, by all intents and purposes, should have died. What did he said? He had 100 ball bearings and shrapnel in his body? Yeah. I mean, that, that kid should have died. He, he, uh, but for the grace of God, right? And uh, he lost his left leg and his right arm. And it, it took a lot of courage for him to get up there yesterday. He was speaking very quickly. It almost sounded like he was running at the wrong speed, but 
he just I won. think it was. I think that was a tape recording error there. I listened to it jump. But either way, you got the gist of what was going on, and it, it is terrible. It is. It is terrible. And I think there's some people who should uh, have to explain themselves. Uh, Millie should have to explain himself. Millie will probably say, well, I can't be responsible for every order beneath my command. Baloney. Baloney. Uh, you you put people in place. I mean, there's no excuse for that. That order no. should have been quick and f fast, either yes or no. And if it was no, don't shoot, I would have told him to, to abandon his post and get out of there. If you're not going to let the guy do his job, then don't have him sitting up there. If he sees the snipe, if he sees the bomber, and you won't don't want to have him shoot. By the way, why would they not want him to shoot the bomber? If he it was verified, you know his, he said that someone came up and verified that it was the bomber. He was there. He had someone come up and they they both looked. That's the guy. It's not just one guy's opinion. You know. Well, uh, again, they were abandoned. They the, he was set up along with those guys. They were acceptable losses while, you know, the powers that be turned off the lights and snuck out the back door. And so, yeah, they knew they were in there, and they, they figured dead men don't come back to haunt you. Well, he did. You know, I, I'm reminded of the, uh, the scene of Biden greeting the 13 coffins at, was it Dover? And uh, Biden looking at his watch like, oh, man, how much longer is this going to go? He could have he cared doesn't less. care. He doesn't care. You have, no. uh, you know, you have this clown in office, and this wouldn't have happened under Trump. This just would not have happened under Trump. Trump, he even says he planned on getting us out of there, but he planned on getting us out of there with uh, dignity and uh, making sure that our people were safe and secure. Yeah. Well, and he also, by the way, Biden left $89 billion worth of our equipment. They are now, I think the the term, we, they like the fourth largest arms dealer, and mm -hmm. they're selling our stuff. They can only use so much. The rest yeah. is just going to go to waste anyway. As a matter of it fact. It was a down payment, I guess, on something. I don't know what it was a down payment for, but we paid it. Putin said he was interested in some of those Black Hawk helicopters. Mm. You know, they, they'll get a lot of uh, information. They'll just back engineer them. They'll take one. The Chinese will take one. They'll take it apart slowly. They'll draw their diagrams. They'll figure out how to do it. They might even figure out how to improve on something, something we didn't, didn't even think of. And uh, come to find out in the not-too-distant future, they'll be flying around in helicopters that look surprisingly like our Black Hawk. That's what they did with our stealth jet, you know. The uh, yeah. was that they they use they they stole the the uh, plans for our stealth fighters, and now you yeah. look the Chinese have them. They look just like uh, ours. Yeah, and you know what about uh, you know communications in the jets and the helicopters? Uh, do we have private frequencies? That's a good point. I would imagine we. I would imagine, but we probably do, but not um, anymore. Nope. They're gone. Well, you know, in the meantime, you heard that uh, President Biden said with regard to the classified documents um, in, I guess, Delaware and in Virginia, oh, yeah. and, and also the uh, documents at the Biden Penn Center, he mm -hmm. said, uh, that's it. They, they got it all. Un until yesterday, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, nine boxes of documents were taken from Joe Biden's lawyer's Boston office. <laughs> and that was the one-line story, by the way. There was nothing more to that story, Bill. They, they, they no, just, and you know, no one, no one's asking him those questions. Our press is a co. They should be a co-conspirator with Biden. They, they don't ask the hard questions. Do you remember seeing a press conference uh, with uh, Trump, and they would act like piranha, uh, feeding mm-hmm. feeding on a an animal. They would just be all over, you know, with questions, and 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 they were trying to sabotage uh, the press conference, and they were just hungry to to ask that question that would sink the Trump administration. But when you when you watch a press conference with Corinne Jean Pierre, it's like they're sitting there taking a break for an hour. They have nothing of any importance. The only guy who asks a question usually is uh, Steve Ducey's son, uh, Peter Ducey. Yeah. The other big story, Bill, as you probably know, is Tucker Carlson's uh, videos. And there was a story on Gateway Pundit. It was was questioning whether Rupert Murdoch had put the muzzle on on, uh, Tucker Carlson. And uh, if you saw last night's episode, it didn't look like he was muzzled because he came out and he just he just called them liars. Uh, But I have two cuts. One is from uh, uh, about a day ago when Tucker talks about uh, the D.C. Uniparty. But Democrats in the Senate. The Democratic leader in the Senate, Chuck Schumer, is not asking why. Instead, Chuck Schumer went on the Senate floor today to explode and to say that showing that video, evidence of wrongdoing by the federal government, including the security forces, the police department that Nancy Pelosi personally controlled, letting the public see any of that is a threat to democracy. Watch. Last night, millions of Americans tuned in to one of the most shameful hours we have ever seen on cable television. Fox News host Tucker Carlson ran a lengthy segment last night arguing the January 6th Capitol attack was not a violent insurrection. I don't think I've ever seen a primetime cable news anchor manipulate his viewers the way Mr. Carlson did last night. I don't think I've ever seen an anchor treat the American people and American democracy with such disdain. <laughs> There's nothing that shameful that has ever appeared on American television in the history of the medium. And so, on the basis of that, the self-evident outrage of showing the public video that it paid for and has a right to see, Chuck Schumer called for the censorship of that video. Any information, and he did not dispute that it was accurate, the damage is a storyline his party constructed and used must be squelched. And Schumer was explicit on that point. Because that video contradicted lies told by the Democratic Party, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinsinger, Chuck Schumer demanded that our bosses pull this show off the air. He's going to come back tonight with another segment. Fox News should tell him not to. Fox News, Rupert Murdoch, tell Carlson not to run a second segment of lies. I urge Fox News to order Carlson to cease propagating the big lie on his network and to level with their viewers about the truth, the truth behind the efforts to mislead the public. Conduct like theirs is just asking 
for another January 6th to happen. It's a threat to democracy. Pull him off the air. A couple of obvious observations. You don't often see the Senate Majority Leader openly call for censorship on the floor of the Senate as if that was totally normal and didn't contradict the spirit and the letter of the First Amendment, but of course it does. But what's really happening here? What you're seeing is hysteria. The overstatement, the crazed hyperbole, the red in the face anger, what is that? Well, it's not outrage, of course, it's fear, it's panic. Those videos, which we did not retouch, which we brought to you after running everyone by, the Capitol Police to make certain that we didn't imperil anybody. We told you that last night. Those videos touch a nerve because they're a threat to the lies that Chuck Schumer has been telling for the last 26 months, and not just Chuck Schumer. We should also tell you that Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, was joined in this outrage by the Senate Minority Leader, and that would be a Republican, Mitch McConnell. And they were joined by a cascade of other Republicans, Tom Tillis from North Carolina, Mitt Romney from Utah, all sharing the same outrage. And from this, we learn two things. One, you're getting close to what they really care about. And you have to ask yourself, why? Why is it so important that they would degrade themselves by telling such obvious lies and calling for censorship? Why? What are they trying to protect? That might be worth exploring, and we plan to. And the second thing that we learned from this is that they're on the same side. The Senate Majority Leader joins the Senate Minority Leader. Tom Tillis, Mitt Romney. <laughs> they're all on the same side. So it's actually not about left and right. It's not about Republican and Democrat. Here you have people with shared interests. The open borders people. The people, <laughs> the people like Mitch McConnell who are living in splendor on Chinese money. The people who underneath it all have everything in common or all aligned against everyone else. And that would include almost all news organizations in this country as well. And so if you're watching this, it might be kind of interesting to keep a list because one thing we learned today is that they're all in agreement with each other. They kind of outed themselves. They sort of showed their membership cards and whatever club this is to the public. So keep a list. If you wanna know who's actually aligned, despite the illusion of partisanship, we found out today. Wow. Uh, and, and it makes you wonder, okay, so who are they against? They're against you and I. Right. They're, they're, we're their enemy. We're Mitch McConnell's enemy. We're Chuck Schumer's enemy. Chuck Schumer had the audacity to get up there and talk about the worst thing he's ever seen. And I'm thinking, this is the guy who literally stood on the steps of the Supreme Court and screamed at Gorsuch and uh, screamed at Kavanaugh, uh, you're going to rue the day, you're going to rue the day. He, literally, he threatened their lives on the steps of the Supreme Court. He never had any, there were no repercussions. There were no consequences for what he did. Well, we do have Schumer to thank for one thing in, in what he said there, though. He defined what the big lie is, because I used to sit there and go, the big lie, you know, well, you mean the election was stolen? Uh, no, that's the lie. Well, he's saying that Tucker airing the unedited video is promoting the big lie. So the truth is the big lie 
according to the Democrats. The truth is the big lie. So if some, when they go, you know, you're promoting the big lie, basically what they're saying is you're telling the truth and we don't want to hear the truth. The truth is the big obstacle to those guys, the truth. Mm -hmm. They don't want you to know what really happened. I mean, They don't want you to know the whole truth and nothing but the truth. That's for damn sure. Yep. You know, <clears throat> if you watch the video, you found out that the video they showed at the January 6th committee was doctored. Mm -hmm. The audio was oh, doctored yeah. by the Democrats, not by yeah, the Republicans. a Hollywood production. Amazing. So I, I'm hoping that he gets a chance to play some more video. He didn't really show us yesterday any new video. Uh, and um, that made me a little concerned. I'm thinking, is he running into, is he running into problems behind the scenes with, Oh, I think he is. With, I think he's hitting all kinds of walls. Well, you know, but, and that's what the media is, you know, there to do is, is to take that narrative that the Schumer hands him or whoever hands him and they got to sell it. And, yeah. you know, that's what they do. He was on Glenn Beck's radio program yesterday. Tucker Carlson was as a guest, and he talked about it. You called the January 6th committee members uh, liars. Um, besides Here. suggestions that, you know, Sitnik was murdered, not even uh, suggestions of claiming that. Um, do you make the case that they're liars? They, they didn't just you know, fib a bit and eat around the corners, that these are full-fledged liars. Well, that was the stunning part to me. I've been in Washington my whole life, and my dad worked for the government, so I had a kind of root-level trust in government or a trust in government, but, like, the whole thing can't be fraudulent because I know the people who work there. My dad was one of them. Like, this is, you know, I'm very much from that world. I guess that's what I'm saying. So my default setting is not they're lying about everything. I've never assumed that. And so I was shocked to learn that they were lying intentionally. And the way that we know that, we have a very specific way of knowing that, which is when January 6th committee researchers looked at video, they bookmarked it. They left an electronic mark on the video they watched. So we know what they watched, and then we watched it. And so there is video of Chansley, of Ray Epps, and of Brian Sicknick that we know they watched that was not included in the report, was never mentioned in the hearings a year and a half a thousand witnesses, 850 page report. And this video, which overturns the story they were telling, proves it was a lie, they saw but hid. So, you know, I'm always hesitant to go to motive because who understands people's motives? You know, you can only really guess about them. But in this specific case, we know that they lied. And that just blew my mind. I mean, you know, some of these guys, if Adam Schiff lies, I think Adam Schiff, there are spiritual forces surrounding Adam Schiff. Like, I think he is a force of darkness, and I mean that. But somebody, is Benny Thompson evil? Like, I have trouble believing. You know, like, is, is I mean, I've known Liz Cheney for 25 years. Is Liz Cheney, like, actually a liar? I just always assume she just disagrees on the, on the issues with me. No, it turns out Liz Cheney is actually affirmatively a liar. She knew information. She withheld it because it challenged the lie that she was telling to the public. And that's just completely, I mean, call me naive. I guess I'm sure everyone listening is like, how stupid are you? Well, I guess kind of stupid because I was blown away by that. Wow, that's interesting. He said he knew Liz Cheney for 25 years. He just mm -hmm. thought she disagreed on certain issues with him. But now he said affirmatively, she's a liar. 
a liar. Wow. Well, you know, there comes a time when everybody has to own up to who and what they are. And uh, January 6th was where she had to show her colors. And she sure as heck did. Um, I don't know where this is going to go. I I always wonder about uh, these hearings and things like that because there's always a lot of smoke, but there's never any fire. You know, we see a lot of things. We hear a lot of things. We talk about a lot of things, but there's no one paying any consequence for what their actions right. are, you know? Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I think somebody like Schumer, to have the audacity to stand up in front of America and criticize Tucker Carlson for, for literally showing us unedited truth uh, is just mind-boggling. Where are we now as a country? Where are we? Are we at a point now where we've lost our country and we're being run by the liars? Are well, the liars I'll back that bus up and just say, did we ever really have a country? Well, or are we just now realizing we've never really had well, I, a country? I, I, think that, I think we have had a country myself. I, I think going back to the Civil War, I think a lot of guys died for that country. And I think we came together as a country. I, I think it goes back in all honesty to about eighteen seventy eight, and that's when they that's, that's when the ways. that's when the country was supposedly incorporated. You'll hear people talking about that, and yep. many many of you will say, "Well, that's a conspiracy theory." No, it really isn't a conspiracy theory. It's actually factual. Read your history, uh, and. So there were there was a change in our setup and our structure, and all of a sudden we became essentially a business, a corporation, right. and and you know ever wonder why as a kid the District of Columbia was never made a state, mm-hmm. or why wasn't it incorporated into Virginia or Maryland? Why is it this isolated little piece of land in the middle of the East Coast? It's because they, it's, some people believe it's its own entity. Yeah, well, they do that in uh, England. Yes. The same thing goes on there, too. They're incorporated. They do it. Inter- it's interesting in England. They call it the City of London. Yeah. It's called the, the section of London is called the City of London, but it's not yeah. the whole City of London. It, it, is, right. it is a section of London, the City of London. It is a yeah. isolated separate little entity where you'll find things like uh, government office buildings and, and the like. And uh, so if you are into conspiracy, conspiracies, you will say, well, why do they do that? Uh, it's because we're structured now in a way that we weren't originally, you know, thought it goes way back. You know, you you talk about, did we ever have a country? And I said we 1878 was when things started to change because they, they incorporated uh, the District of right. Columbia and stuff. But, you know, there's a lot of people who say it goes back to uh, the, the, the Masons, the Freemasons, who, who actually set up the design of the city of... That's true. Yeah. The city of Washington was designed, and if you look at it from the air, it has a symbol to it. And, and this, it, it is a Masonic temp, uh, a symbol. So uh, guys like George Washington were Masons. You can go into the rotunda and look up, and you can see an image of George George Washington, and he's wearing the Mason's apron. 
you know. So, I mean, some of the things are right out there in the open. Um, yeah. I'd like to think that the guys like Washington and I know guys like Lincoln believe that the country was uh, worth saving and fighting and dying for and uh, that they had the best intentions. I think our founders did. I truly think our founders had the best intention. And I think even if there were organizations like the Masons back then, I think they had honorable intentions. I do think that it has morphed over the years. When right. when greed is involved and power is involved, then things change. People change. Their ambitions change. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. When you see the leaders of our country fighting for censure, you know, for censorship, uh, then you know something's wrong. When you see a guy who's a good man who is working for us, when you see him being attacked viciously by the establishment, you know there's something wrong with the setup. Things aren't right. Yeah, because if you probably figured out what really is going on, what uh, what really is at play, you may not conduct your life the way you do right now anymore. You know, right, uh, uh, right. You know, on the surface, that's how how I'll say it. Did you hear about this uh, Cory Booker and uh, what is it, uh, uh, Miss Presley? Uh, anyway, they're um, they're they want to give babies one thousand bucks at birth. And then give them uh, money every month until they become of age, so that they can uh, impact them financially, set them up. But now the monthly uh, distribution of money is going to be based on uh, you know their, their family's income. Okay. So you know they're going to distribute that money to who they want to distribute the, it to. What's to stop the parents from spending the kids' money? Well, that's the other question. So if you want to give well, the kid, really, well, you want to give the kid a, a, a bundle of money to start his life, what's to stop his parents from blowing it? You know. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, uh, how many kids you know sat there and got a job to go and be uh, in a commercial, and they got they got some national money, and they yeah. got a nice check that would have been a college fund. Dad, dad goes out and buys a boat. Mom buys a car, and boom, that money's gone. And also, was, all of a sudden, now, now you have kids, and all of a sudden, the kids start generating a thousand dollars a month just for a living. All of a sudden, you realize, wait a second, if I have another kid, and another kid, and another kid, I'm going to be set up for life. So if I have like five kids, it's sixty. I mean, that's a lot of money. Sixty grand a year for just having the kids. Well, it depends. I mean, I'm sure that uh, every kid gets a thousand bucks, and then after that, it, it's based on the family income. So, well, let's just say you're an impoverished, you know, class of people. Right. You would get more money. So you, you might know? you might get uh, fifteen hundred dollars a month for the kid, or, or twenty five hundred dollars a month. Now, you know, my kid or your kid, well, they might get two hundred bucks. Wow. If they're lucky, you know, because. They're going to distribute who that money goes to, play God, which gives them power. You know, the Democrats, they make it sound like they're, it's a great idea, but they, they come up with these ideas and they screw up things. Uh, mm -hmm. going, I think back in the 60s, they, made it, they actually made it so that they gave money to a broken household. It was more financially rewarding for mm -hmm. the impoverished families, and they were usually the minorities, 
it was actually more financially rewarding if the woman and the husband divorced, separated. If the woman lived alone, she got more money from the government, okay? So right. what happened is a lot of decent households, they broke up so they could get the money. It, it yeah. They actually ended up dividing families because of this government plan. You know, it, it never works out the way they want to. The government at one time back in the uh, 50s or 60s took a beautiful apartment building. I mean, they literally mm-hmm. renovated it. To, it had all the bells and whistles, and they gave it, like, incredibly low rent to people. And people yeah. didn't, they didn't appreciate it. They ended, up, they ended up ruining it because it was given to them. There was no incentive to, it was just here. It wasn't theirs. They didn't yeah, pay for it. Exactly. They didn't work for it, so what do they care? If anyone should get the money, uh, they should have to earn it. You want to give mm-hmm. you can, you can give incentives to families, but but also not divide them. And I mean, the way that this Booker thing is, you know, it it sounds like they're going to make it uh, advantageous for them to have more kids because they'll get more yeah, money. Yeah, they are. Look, you know, I. I don't even know if we need to be in the monetary system anymore. I really don't. You know, when I was younger, I would hear people say, you know, we're approaching a $3 trillion debt, which is terrible to uh, to leave on our kids. It's going to be just too much for them to handle. Now I think it's $32 trillion and growing. And it, right. it doesn't appear as if the people in Washington give a damn anymore about how much the debt is. It's like we have the printing press. We'll just keep printing it. Biden has said uh, today he's going to announce his uh, his budget that will trim $3 trillion over the next 10 years off the debt. Well, $3 trillion over 10 years sounds nothing. like a lot, but it's really not. It's nothing. And you know what? What he's really saying is, I'm going to raise taxes. Well, that's that's <laughs> what he's saying. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. But you know, the thing is, if it shaves $3 trillion off the debt, is that after all of the increases we have and in inflation and all others? I mean, or is he saying $3 trillion off the debt we have now? It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I think they're playing a game. It's a shell game, friends. Yeah, it, it is. It is a shell game. They're, 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 we're going to shave $3 trillion. Yeah, right. In the meantime, they're going over to places like the Ukraine and dumping off big satchels of cash. Here's another $10 billion. Here's another you know, $120 billion. If they cared about us, they'd be consolidating their funds. They would be protecting our borders. They would be cutting that fentanyl crisis down. I heard Lindsey Graham say yesterday in the news that we should send in airplanes and treat the ter- the cartels in Mexico like they were terrorists and take them out. And then I heard somebody else say, well, we shouldn't be sending troops into, uh, we can't fight them with our armies. Why not? I don't agree with Lindsey Graham on much of anything. I think he wants to fight anywhere, anywhere at any time. He likes to fight. He likes to send mm-hmm. troops out and he likes war. But that being said, if you have an organization that is sending poison into our country and killing our people at a record rate. What do you do to stop it? You know, there's enough fentanyl around to kill everybody on the planet, at least everybody in this country. Uh, and a few times over, too. My my uh, beautiful granddaughter 
went to a function at her school, at her university, mm-hmm. and she, she said to her mom, uh, "I think, and I'm, I'm, I haven't got the exact conversation, but it was along the lines that she had uh, at this function, this this social event, she had to be careful where she put her glass, and she had to make sure if she put it down that she covered her straw, right, because." She didn't want anybody slipping anything into her drink, you know. And I thought to myself, "Well, that's very smart, but what a what a terrible thing to have to worry about for a young person, you know. That that all there's so much poison out there. And by the way, at this school function, mm-hmm. they had like uh, forty or fifty kids uh, taken to the hospital. Apparently, I, this my 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 granddaughter didn't stay very long. She went back to her uh, dorm." Uh, but is, there were a lot of kids who stayed and got sick and had to be uh, taken to the hospital by ambulance. It made the national news. And, yeah. and y- you have to wonder, um, is anybody going to take this, this, this situation on the border seriously? Are we ever going to stop this stuff from coming in? Fentanyl. Somebody told me that oxy, was it oxycodone or oxycontin? It has fentanyl in it. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Fentanyl, it was a drug that was used in uh, basically, uh, you know, hospice and, you know, uh, folks that were on, you know, on the doorstep of death. Right. You know, to to ease the pain, they're they're dying of cancer. Right. Let's let their final days at least let them get a good night's sleep. Let them feel good before they... Yeah. They slip away, and that way you can say goodbye to the family and everything. Um, but people get it for the high, uh, which is a sad thing. I mean, the kids' life is that bad that they got to get this buzz. I have a friend know, of mine who's a uh, EMS. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, he's uh, he trains EMS people. He's he's really good at what he does, and he says uh, you you got to wear gloves when you come across that stuff. Yeah. Because if it gets into your pores, it'll it'll cause a problem. You got to be careful how you, you don't breathe it into your yep. system. Uh, that's why they call hazmat teams in when they find fentanyl. Well, fentanyl, and then you got uh, any kind of drug. You you can absorb anything through your skin. So yeah, yeah they, I guess they, fentanyl will kill you. I mean, it literally literally will. Uh, you get the fentanyl if you pick up fentanyl in your hands, and you know, you hold it for any period of time, and let's say your hands are sweaty or something like that, it, it can, it can, have, you can pass out. You can overdose. Yeah, it doesn't take uh, much. Yeah, the, I, the, what's going on with the fentanyl is deliberate. Yeah, uh, with with the cartels and everything, and you know, it, it's purposeful. Yeah, to uh, get the kids hooked and and kill them because, you know, so what? They lose a they lose they lose a customer. There's another one standing in line to pick up where that one went. went Do you away. think it's intentional? They want to kill us. They want to kill a section of our. I mean, is this? Is this? Uh, why else would you do it? Yeah. Why else? I heard someone say they were. They're making it look like candy too now. They're mm-hmm. making the pills look like candy so that you you'll yeah. uh, be attracted to them. Look, you know, you, you talked about the party, you know, and you you think about your kids. They go to a party, and uh, and I know what I'm talking about here. Uh, they go to a party, and, uh, you know, th- there's punch there and something like that. 
And there's the one kid that comes in, man, and he's looking around going, yeah, I'm going to kick this party in. And he spikes that punch. He puts fentanyl in there. And the next thing you know, you know, 911 is called. Yeah, we got a bunch of unresponding kids wow. and two dead people here. Oh, my God. You know? Now, could be your kid. Now, was your kid a drug addict? No, probably just went there and thought they were drinking, you know, punch, yeah. punch, yep. you know, alcohol. Yep. And, you know, they, the coroner comes back and uh, goes, no, your kid died of fentanyl. All right. So how do they categorize that? Well, here's what they're going to say on the autopsy. They're going to say that it was an accidental overdose of fentanyl, which is basically it's like a suicide. You know, you know, it's an accidental overdose or wow. suicide from fentanyl. And that will be on your child's death certificate. And all they were doing was going with some friends to go hang out and had no freaking clue. And it's happening every single day in this mm -hmm. country. Every day people are dying from this poison. And nobody in government is doing a damned thing right now. And and we should be angry. We should be angry. We, the country should be yelling from the top of our, uh, you know, the top of the mountains. We should be saying enough. We're, we're losing people. We've lost more people. I've said this before, but it's worth saying again. We've lost more people this past year to fentanyl poisoning than we lost in Vietnam Korea, Iraq, and Afghanistan combined. I mean, yeah, think about that true. for a second. Uh, it has you're probably sitting there going, well, I don't have to worry because my kid, you know, goes to Bible study on Sunday and Wednesdays and, right. you know, hanging out with kids from the church. Let me tell you something. You know, kids are kids, and they they will go and hang out with other kids. And what's a beer? What what what, what What's a vodka? You know? nothing they're kids they experiment be honest you probably did too but we didn't have fentanyl back in our day but right the simple fact is they do and so this stuff creeps in and then all of a sudden you get that you know it, it it's like the the girl that got pregnant in school and what happened to kathy oh she had to move away yeah yeah you know that scarlet letter and it's is taint on your family, but it's not your fault. But what you do need to do as a parent, uh, because of what's going on out there, spend some time with your kids. You know, don't don't be a disconnect. Yeah. Even make some time, spend some time. And kids, when they get older and they get a certain age, they don't want to talk to mom or dad. But you're going to have to find a way to break through, because yeah. the only way you're going to find out, and you know. And there's no shame in saying, "Hey, look, I'm not I'm not hip like you are. You know, I'm not too hip for the room, but I just want to talk to you. That's all I want to do." Yeah, stay keep a line of communication open with your, ch your child, and, and explain to them the danger. Don't be afraid to tell them about the danger. You know, they may think of you as being, "Oh, yeah, come on, Dad, come on," but they actually listen. We should be talking to our representatives and senators and, and getting them on board trying to fight this uh, war against this drug and these cartels because uh, they're killing our 
our, our family, friends, and neighbors. Yeah. Another interesting thing, twice failed presidential candidate Hillary Clinton is back oh, in the yes. news. Ah, yes. You, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, there's Hillary. <laughs> you, know, you know, the Dems are actually floating her as a possible replacement for Joe Biden. How that works, I don't know, but that's a scary thought. How would they do you know, that? I don't, I, don't, I don't think you could actually, unless they made her the Secretary of State. But she, the, the secretary, she would have to be appointed. But the, secre- then, but the Secretary of State is not in line of accession, ascension to the, uh, the president. President, Vice President, Speaker of the House. Right. So something has to happen to the top two, and then the Speaker of the House, I guess he forgot to get his brakes checked when he was going down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Hillary pops up and goes, He's damn, it's just good I was here. <laughs> <laughs> so, God forbid, I don't know how that would happen. I mean, they'd, they'd have to all have a, a f- strange accident. But that being said, you know what happened to Mitch McConnell yesterday? Uh, didn't he get tripped up? I don't know whether he got tripped up or he just stumbled, but he's... He stumbled, yeah. Yeah, he's, he ended up going to uh, the hospital. He's in the hospital right now being treated yeah. for, for you know, an accident. Think about that now. Um, Republicans kind of had uh, the, you know, Kamala's nothing, you know, uh, and then you got Feinstein in the hospital, uh, which is a Democrat. Then you got uh, Fetterman yeah. in the hospital, Democrat. Right. So that kind of leaves the, swings everything to the Republicans. Right. But now old, old Mitchie, uh couldn't find his feet, to, to, uh, you know, on the floor. <laughs> so you're saying it might be, Tit for tat, so to speak. Yeah, so now he's in the hospital. I'm like going, hmm. Well, you know they're going to blame it on Trump. You know why? Because his name is Trump? No. (laughs) Well, it could be. But it happened in what was the Trump Hotel. Now it's been sold, and I believe they're calling it the Waldorf Astoria, Washington. I think that's what it's being called now. But it was the Trump Hotel up until about a year ago. So they're going to say it was Trump's fault because they oh, always do. They'll blame everything on Trump, you know, and they need to either do something or get off the pot because they're saying, well, Trump is about to be indicted. How many years have we been hearing Trump's going to be indicted? Trump's going to be indicted. They're getting, they're having well, the suit made right now, the orange suit. There's you a know? lot of talk right now, a lot of talk. They expect him to be arrested. Of course, that'll be a big mistake. That will be a yeah. massive mistake because I think if, if anything incites problems uh, in our society, it'll be the arrest of somebody that is uh, thought of so oh. so well by so many millions of people. Yeah, if they, they put Trump in jail, it's not going to be good, in my humble opinion. But anyway, Hillary, who's speaking of jail, she should, maybe she should be there, but no, no, she... She's still uh, messing around. She was uh, in Abu Dhabi at the Forbes 3050 Summit. uh, She was there with radical feminist Gloria Steinem. And she said that uh, the primary victims of climate change are women and girls. Finally, I'm so glad that... Elena Zelenska is here because women are <laughs> women and and children are the primary victims of conflict and of climate change and there is no place that 
unfortunately, tragically shows us that more dramatically than Ukraine today. But there are a lot of other conflicts, a lot of other uh, challenges that we have to uh, take into account as we look at gender apartheid in Afghanistan, uh, the persecution and oppression of girls and women exercising their freedom of choice in Iran and so many other places. I would like to add that disc jockeys and radio announcers are the primary victims of format change. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Thank, thank you very much. I mean, there's more truth to what I said than what she said. How can she yeah, say but, that you women... know, climate change and women, you know, and hairspray and, you know, sometimes with, uh, you know, all the heat and humidity, your hair just can't do a thing with it. See, men, well, we don't have to worry. I'm we, not we touching that one. I, I live in a house filled with women, so I'm just going to... I know, I, I know, I, I know. I, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to... I think she... You can... Yeah, that's... that's that. It's a smart move. There's a joke I will tell you off uh, air I told uh, in a comedy club once. Yeah, and... we'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep it off air. Uh, Hillary Clinton, she's got some chutzpah to be able to say that uh, women... Chutzpah, and, yeah. Women and, women and girls are the victims of climate, the primary victims of climate change. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. What if you're a transgender? Aren't, wouldn't you be a victim? Well, it depends. It depends. If you are uh, if you are a guy who thinks you're a girl, you know, if you're acting as a woman, then I guess you'd be included with Hillary's group, right? Because I'm, I'm a little confused on that one, to be honest with you, Bill. Really? Yeah, yeah it doesn't take much. Another interesting story, uh, Judge Napolitano was being asked about uh, uh, President Trump and this the, the JFK assassination. You know? Oh, yeah, this is good. i got to read this to you. Uh, Judge Napolitano was asked about the files the CIA won't produce related to the JFK assassination. And here's what he said. I'll tell you the story about JFK. So Trump, as you know, I was privileged to be consulted by him many, many times during the presidency uh, and on the phone. He twice considered me for the Supreme Court. Another That's another story for another time. I, I, that, that actually caught my attention. I didn't know that. But in one of the interviews, he said to me, don't forget, I'm going to release the JFK files. I said, I'm not going to forget, Mr. President. On the contrary, I'm going to remind you. The last conversation we had was uh, about two two weeks before Joe Biden became president. And uh, President Trump said to me, yes, you're quite right, uh, Judge. I did say uh, that I would release that. But if you saw what I saw, you wouldn't release it either. Someday when we're not on a phone call with 15 other people listening, I'll tell you what I saw. Now, what did he mean by that? I don't know. It must must have terrified him. And he's I was going to say he was scared. He said, uh, Napolitano said, he's one of the strongest characters I've ever known in my life. And suddenly he became afraid to follow through on a promise he made, not just to me, but to the American public several times. It had to be the CIA. That was Andrew Napolitano. If Trump was afraid... And that's what it sounds like to me. It had to be pretty heavy duty. And, not, you know, you talk about the deep state. That is the deep, deep, deep blue state. And that's yeah. what you have there. 
You know, uh, there was one thing, if I can find it, it was uh, Chuck Chuckle Schumer. Uh, let's see. Chuck E. Cheese, okay. we got to remember what he once said about the deep state and the CIA. Listen. You take on the intelligence community. They have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. Wow. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he spoke like he really knew. They have six ways from Sunday from getting back at you. Uh, that doesn't sound like the way the system was set up to run, does it? I mean, that the CIA would be no. the ultimate power? But apparently it is, and the powers that be know that. And you, who who's beating the drum that uh, Washington marches to? That's... That's what I really want to know. There's, there's somewhere somebody that pulls those strings. Yeah, well, I, and that's I, what you want to know, and you, I and mean, you I, don't know. I think you look at the people who aren't elected, who mm-hmm. remain in power, from administration to administration to administration. The guys who run the CIA, the guys who, who run the FBI, all these organizations. When I say run, I'm not talking about the appointed head of it. I'm talking about the, the guys right below it who never change. You kind of wonder if Hillary's a part of that because, you know, even though she tried to get into office, she didn't. She thought she had it, but it doesn't matter. She still sits in 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 the wings. Well, she was the Secretary of State at one time. You and know. she pulls those yeah. strings. She has a lot of connections, Bill. And if somebody does something that she doesn't agree with, you know, they get... They get permanent heartburn or something like that. <laughs> uh, Fatal heartburn, as a matter of fact. You know, uh, they, they say that that young man, Seth Rich, who yeah. uh, was murdered on the street in yeah. D.C., they say there's a good chance he was Arkansided. <laughs> is there such a term, Arkansided? Uh, yeah, there is. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, ever since, well, I... I I think when the body count got over twenty, Arkansas, you know, the Vince Foster it, thing always thought. I always thought that strange. I mean, Vince Foster, uh, they say he, he committed suicide by wrapping himself up in a blan- yeah. in a blanket, and uh, and then dumping himself in the uh, was it Fort Marcy Park or something like that in Washington. Well, that's uh, you know, if I were going to consider it, that's probably what I would do. Yeah. You know, it's wrap like the, myself it, up in something tight, douse myself with gasoline, and, you know, I, I don't know. Doesn't that happen a lot, though? Didn't that guy who committed suicide last week, who yeah. was, a, who was a, uh, a friend of the Clintons, didn't he, uh, he shot himself with, no, he hung himself first, then he shot himself yeah. in the chest with a shotgun, and then he threw the shotgun away so you, they had to find it. They, they couldn't initially find it. It wasn't near him. So I don't know how he did that either, folks. There are people out there going, what? Yeah, they, he supposedly yeah. He, strang- he hung himself, he shot himself, and he disposed of the murder weapon. And they called it suicide. I don't know. Yeah, they can call it whatever they want. I know what I call it, though. Interesting story here because I see we're running low on time, so I'll just mention this. Apparently there was a study that shows that barley lowers your hunger. And helps uh, helps promote uh, uh, losing weight. Really? Yeah, bar- barley. Is that like beer? 
Well, I was going to oh, say, whiskey. I like my barley with some oats and hops and carbonated water. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, uh, so then yeah, you feel good. You feel really good. I'm sure you do. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. You see where a biological male received an award during an inter- International Women's oh, Day geez. ceremony. The It was called the International Women's Day of Courage Ceremony uh, at the White House on Wednesday. Jill Biden and Secretary of State Anthony Blinken proudly stood next to the transgender bio-male. That's a guy. You know, he has the Schwartz. Uh, and May the Schwartz be with you. Yes, <laughs> and it was. Uh, I don't get it, friends. I mean, th- they gave the award to this guy who dresses and thinks of himself as a woman, but there are millions and millions of very capable, competent, uh, smart, strong women who should have gotten that award, not some guy who dresses up as one. That's like the, the weightlifting. You heard about the weightlifting program yeah. where, where the guy is lifting weights. Uh, he, he puts a wig on, he has dress, and he, he's lifting weights with the women. Yeah, I, I don't understand how... Why are the feminists not upset about this? <laughs> they should be. I mean, when I was a, a young man, seriously... When I was a young man, if someone did stuff like this, they would have locked them up. Oh, I think yeah. our, our country, with all due respect, I think our country's a little nuts. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. I mean, for them to make this sound like it's the right thing. Have you seen, no, by the way. No, it's the wrong thing. Have you seen but... some some of these, uh, uh, what do they call it, uh, these dance, these uh, what, they, what what is RuPaul? RuPaul, uh, drag queen, drag queen. Thank you very much. I had a mental the drag race. I, I had a yes. senior a senior, a senior moment. Uh, but they, I saw a video of this this event, this drag uh, queen event in front of little kids. And this guy is dressed up like a dry queen. He's wearing like a, a speedo, and he's running up to like a three-year-old or a two-year-old, and he's and he's bouncing around. And I'm thinking, that's that's something that he should be arrested for. That's it's sick, that, is what it is. That's lewd and lascivious. And he's bouncing around this little two-year-old. And by the way, the other person who should be arrested in that group is the parent who brought that little kid to that uh, drag queen show. Well, uh, I would say all the people in, in, involved anywhere in that should be locked up and the key thrown away because that's just sick. Hey, uh, I mean, I, would, I be, wouldn't be caught anywhere near one of those things. I mean, holy smokes. And they, they're, they're the in thing right now. It's like an in thing for young parents to bring their kids to a, a drag queen show. What parent in their their right mind would bring their kids? But I guess there are. You know, Lou, RuPaul is doing this uh, TV show called Lingo on one of the networks. Oh yeah. And yeah. but but you know he's he's not dressed up in his uh, drag queen outfit doing it. He's dressed mm-hmm. up in a sports coat and he uh, uh, he's just doing it as a guy. Uh, Got no hair. I know he does. You know, well, I guess it, it's easier for him to put the wigs on when he has. Uh, no, uh-huh. no hair. Anyway, I think we've done it. It's a wrap. Another show in the can, man. Is yeah, I think so too. Uh, we will continue uh, tomorrow with uh, an, our next episode. Nothing, 
there's never a day when we don't have stuff to give you. Because well, I, I think there's going to be a lot of food for fodder because you got Biden doing his speech today, and he's you know talking about the budget, and he's challenging the Republicans. Well, well I got a budget. What do you got? It's like Joe, you don't have a budget. You know, you got a wish list of things that uh, you know you you got a tax list. That's what you got. You're going to tax the hell out of people. Oh, by the way, we should point out our phone number is eight three three. 538-7868-833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at crnamerica.com. So now you got the mail, you got the phone number. And I think you should introduce, uh, pretend you're introducing Joe Biden as he's walking to the podium. Just pretend. Ladies and gentlemen, the president, not really elected of the United States, but he thinks so. Joe Rock on Joe Look at him move <laughs> The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs> 